Hello, everyone. I'm Abhijat Saraswath, and you're listening to the Fringe Legal Podcast. This is a show where I discuss the future of the legal profession with practitioners, thinkers, and innovators. The future is, of course, a topic that's becoming more important than ever, especially in these turbulent times. And I do hope you're all keeping well and safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Fringe Legal Podcast. Uh, You're probably listening to this after the Fringe Legal Virtual Summit, and uh, I wanted to share this conversation uh, with Shannon because it's quite pertinent to the current climate and will continue, I suspect, to be an important one we have as people adjust to the COVID-19 crisis. So my guest today is Shannon Demeray. Shannon is from Canon, and there's a lot more to her than, you know, than cameras and other things that you might think of when you think about Canon. So I think that's a good place to start. Shannon, what do you do? And thank you for joining me. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I actually always joke with folks that I originally am introduced to to say that I'm Shannon from Canon, but I don't sell copiers or cameras. And so that usually <laughs> starts to break the ice a little bit. But I I have worked in the legal industry, working with law firm leaders across the country for over 20 years with Canon, providing on-site managed services in the area of office and and back office support. And so in in dealing with law firms across the country, I've seen a lot of different things. And so I'm I'm excited to be here. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll certainly get into uh, a lot of these topics. Uh, and, and I guess the, the three overarching things I wanted to cover in our conversation to, today and some sort of fluidity would be, you know, this concept of returning to work. Uh, firms and businesses generally are starting to think about what that process looks like. And I'm sure you're hearing that from your clients uh, as you have these conversations. So it'll be good to dive into that. Uh, we'll also talk about digital enablement, and then we'll talk a little bit about wellness culture and safety around that. We we don't know each other. Uh, we have a couple of mutual connections. So I, I guess a, a good starting point would be as you are approaching the conversations with your customers and your clients and your prospects, and as a leader yourself, how do you think about and what are you hearing about people's ideas for returning to work? What does that look like? What does it feel like to them? Uh, how are they planning around this? Yes, as in all conversations with law firm clients and law firm prospects, every law firm approaches these things in a very different way. We were speaking with a law firm leader last week and and we were asking them the very question, what was their plan with their legal professionals and legal administrators to come back to work? And one of the comments was there were about 18 to 19 variations of, of what the firm was thinking about. So how we've approached it is really like this. As soon as COVID hit, it was almost immediately we were, many of our on-site folks were uh, actually still reporting to work. You know, we had to be on site to receive the mail, receive the accountable mail items to deal with things from a critical and essential perspective. So in our experience of seeing how that that time frame has worked, we've been able to provide, you know, some recommendations around what law firms should potentially consider. Obviously, a phased approach, understanding how they want to sort of contain individuals when they do come back into the office. So, for example, if a law firm has seven or eight or nine floors, perhaps they want to look at their population Mm -hmm. in terms of 
who wants to volunteer, who's really critical to the business, who needs to be on site, how are they going to offer the option of, of continuing to work from home? And then also when they come back to work, there are a variety of different elements that, that relate to really the facility aspect of bringing people back to work. But also, uh, what does it look like to try to contain folks coming back to work within one or two or, or three floors rather than opening up the whole facility. So there's just a myriad of, of things that have, have come up. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that there are 18, 19 variations to this. I'm sure there are way more than that for some firms. How, and certainly as you sort of rightly touched on the facility management aspect, the practicalities really of this is so important because uh, I guess two things have happened generally within the legal profession. Remote working hasn't been a hot button topic. Uh, it's been sort of acceptable. We'll, we'll let people do it, but it's best if you don't, right? That's a very PC way of saying it. That's now changing and hopefully has changed forever. What are the challenges around that? What are the, in your view, some of the things that, and this sort of ties into the digital enablement of it because a lot of the things that people need to go into the office for uh, at the moment, they just can't. Right. And I'm thinking printing, uh, having lots of like hardware and technologies like that. They don't have access to that at home. Um, right. So how do you manage all of that? And how do you think about that from a, I guess, an office services point of view? Yeah, most of the time, this, this concept around digital enablement, even around something as, as really simple as us mail, yeah. there was always resistance to pull the trigger on this, and as of COVID-19, we have 100% participation all of a sudden. So there's things that force uh, change, and then there are things that need a little bit more discussion. We, we used to spend a lot of time moving mail packages, paper boxes, records, desktops to individuals across the firm. And, and so all of those things change now. And also when it comes to taking a look at sort of those functions, we really had to step back and look at like, how do you minimize the touch of all of the various interactions that happen at the dock, at the front desk, and then how do you eliminate the touches when you go out and try to disperse or distribute this information or these items? And so there's that element. And then also too, in terms of the idea that we just don't have to print everything anymore is, is something that obviously these practice groups are having the beauty of, of seeing now. And so when we come back to work, it's going to be really interesting in, on how uh, we'll be able to help support the remote worker as well as those that want to maintain some level of, of tradition. Yeah. And the, the, the idea of this forced decision is important because it certainly helped to push things along. And when you basically take away all choice, then things magically get done. So I think that certainly, and it's a, it's a concept I think about because it's, it's not so much that there's resistance to change. It's not so much that there isn't a need for it. People just right. don't have it high enough on their priority list, whether rightly or wrongly. So this helps to prioritize it much better. And I like what you were saying about minimizing the touch points. And I wonder when we spoke, I think about a week or so ago, we, we talked a little bit about the difference between law firms and corporates and how law firms certainly within this realm are probably a good decade or so behind corporates in some ways. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, I mean, they, you know, they need to be able to do the same sort of things, right? So is it just the fact that they, the corporates have less touches, they just have a more efficient process or is it something else? Well, I think that it's, it's obviously a lot has to do with just tradition and also culture. And one of the interesting comments I had with one of my colleagues on the corporate side is he mentioned that leadership in some of our corporate clients is really taking this opportunity to say, when you come back to work, it's going to look like this rather than let's get you back to work and then let's figure it out along the way. Whether or not that sort of approach will be effective and legal, I think obviously is yet to be seen. But I do think that there are grand opportunities to do some of the things that we've talked with our clients a lot about over the years. And that is we don't have to print everything. We don't need a printer on everybody's desk. We we can move through some of these corporate driven initiatives that have helped increase efficiency and, and drive down costs. So now I think those opportunities exist. Yeah, the crisis is terrible, but it does give people the perfect opportunity to hit the reset switch, to be able to change everything. But in order to be able to do that, you talk about tradition, and I I think there are many, many good things about tradition, but there are many, you know, pitfalls that come with it also. And in order for us to be able to move forward and not to be stuck at zero, we have to, we all have to think in a different way. Yeah, and I and I do believe that so many of the legal profession, the legal professionals are really actually working in this automated fashion right. already. There's just a sense sometimes of the security of having the paper or the documents or the records or the or the physical nature of things, mm-hmm. you know, at their disposal. But again, I do think that changes is coming and obviously I think I think they're gonna absolutely be fine and it's gonna be a good opportunity to, to continue to just move things forward. Yeah, and, and so during, during the summit, one of the panels uh, talked about innovation and it talked about innovation is exposing people to simply a new way of doing things. And there is a spectrum of innovation all the way from basically, look, let's just go away from doing things in a very paper-driven manual way to something a bit better, right? It's a small step up. Or there are massive changes with the new shiny things and you go, you go completely insane with that kind of stuff. And it's important because there is this emergence of new solutions. And I said new in, in air quotes here because they do just involve functions that have been around for a long time that need to do things in a slightly different way. And I'm thinking of uh, document services, I'm thinking of procurement and accounts payable and all of these functions that are, and again, I'm not pointing fingers at them, but I think they, for a lot of time, all the things they push and pull against them they have to do things in a certain way. And now there's an opportunity to change. Uh, I know you speak to a lot of those functions. What are you hearing? Are they quite receptive to wanting to change, uh, which will be a new thing for profession or people requiring and wanting change themselves? Or do you think there's going to be some resistance there? No, absolutely. There are opportunities in back office, particularly in finance around accounts payable, time and expense reporting, 
even in accounts receivable to some degree, we do still see a lot of law firms managing the, the printed performa and not leveraging technologies that maybe they've already invested in to edit and, and do things online. So those, yeah. those things will come along as well. I think document services and the ability to move away from print, that is going to be probably the largest area of opportunity yeah. and the best use of the support structure and also just driving efficiency in, in those areas. Yeah. And all of those things, as, as we sort of start getting into the last segment, and just in the interest of time, all of them involve people, right? Yeah. None of these things are self-standing. And as part of that, there's an importance of culture. There's an importance of thinking about people's safety, especially around all of these things, ensuring that wellness is taken into account. I, I know this is something that's near and dear to your heart and you spend a lot of time thinking about it. So what, what's the, how do you approach it yourself as a leader, actually, you personally, and feel free to speak at, at a wider remit too. Yeah, absolutely. Our organization, when, when COVID hit, was most specific and most urgently concerned about the welfare and the safety of our employees who were, you know, considered critical and in many cases in our law firm clients among the only people reporting to the law firm office. So we had a very proactive approach to creating guidelines specific to ensuring that we were preventing the spread of COVID with our employees, lots of education, lots of tools. And so as part of this preparation with our clients on return to work, we've really looked at the ability to to provide sort of community manager type roles that help not only to foster safety and wellness of, of the individuals that are coming back to work, but also to help really focus on reducing the fear and the concern of people coming back. I'll give you a quick example. We have helped some of our firms with really a signage package of all the things that help with one-way movement in the hallways, the six-foot distancing circles on the floor, bringing in PP for our people and theirs, and also incorporating an element of empowerment and also culture and, and we're in this together kind of messaging. So it's it's, it's, it's a very concerning time for people to have to return to work. And so I think we feel really good about the fact that we've been, we've been through it and that we can help continue to foster positivity in the workplace as, as people come back to the office. Yeah, and I think there's a, there's a wonderful point in time to start wrapping up. But uh, I would say to everyone listening to this, I know a lot of you tune in to hear about technology and innovation. And this may seem as a very sort of simple thing, but th- these things make a real difference. Part of the reason I wanted to have this conversation is because we all think about our people. We all think about them from a leadership point of view. We all think about them from a wellness and culture point of view. And yes, technology is important. Yes, it will help enable things. But so does thinking through how you actually enable people to do their day-to-day work more effectively. That, that is a crucial, crucial thing to focus on. And all the things that you just talked about, just putting those little circles on the floor, one-way traffic signs and so on, they make a real difference. And it is, it is an odd scenario to be discussing, but that's the world we live in now. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of that. That's certainly really helpful for me personally, and I'm sure will be for the audience. If they want to get in touch with you, I'll certainly link your LinkedIn details below, but anything else that you have asked of the audience. Otherwise, I'm sure you'll be happy to reach out to you and get in touch. 
Yep. No, I just close on on the human element. You're right. Like, I mean, we've got to take care of ourselves and our and our people, and and encourage the continued movement through this thing because I know it's it's just been a lot for a lot of people. So, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed that discussion. Before you go, please share this with one other person and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen. This podcast was produced by me, Abhijat Saraswath. Paula Chrysostomu is the manager for the show and Pretty Saraswath is the content strategist. You can listen to all previous episodes and reach out to us at fringelegal.com. Thank you.